Hello, I'm back. I took a hiatus a couple of days. And I'm like, girl, I cannot do this. Like, I'm just not right. I'm not in the right mind state. Like, I just felt I just needed to unplug from my studies for a bit. But anyhow, I'm back today and I'm covering managing the client relationship, which is chapter nine of this material. My name is Hemdi. And if you're hearing me for the first time, welcome aboard. I am a paralegal candidate, exam candidate. I have my exam in February and I am in Ontario. So I will be doing the P1 uh, licensing examination. So what I do is I break down the readings uh, and uh, yeah, I'm just hoping to break it down and make it as as easy as possible because like sometimes I read the readings and I'm like, wait, this is a lot of information. And then I go through it again. I'm like, this is still a lot of information. Then I go through it again. I'm like, yo, they did not re- need to write a whole paragraph about that. They could have just broke it down into a couple of, you know, into a couple of points. Anyways, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to break it down. So let's go. So uh, as paralegals, we should adopt business policies and risk management practices to help us meet client needs and fulfill our professional duties to our client. As a paralegal, we must manage the client relationship throughout all stages of the retainer, right? Managing the client relationship includes managing the client's expectations. So let's say I'm asking myself a question. What does it mean? by managing the client relationship, right? So it simply means managing the client's expectations, right? So the first thing I'm gonna discuss here is the stages of the client relationship. So managing the stages of the client relationship. So managing the client relationship is in the best interest of both the paralegal and the client, right? So let's say I'm a practicing paralegal and I have clients. So managing the client relationship is not only in the best best interest of the client, but it's also in the best interest of me as the paralegal as well. To successfully manage our responsibilities to clients as paralegals, we should plan for each of the following stages in the relationship, right? So the first stage is initial client or matter screening. The second stage is non-engagement or engagement. The third stage is implementation and disengagement or completion, which is the final stage. So let's get to the first stage, which is called the initial screening stage. So the first stage is the initial screening. So the purpose of client or matter screening is to determine whether the paralegal can assist the prospective client, right? So let's say I'm a practicing paralegal and I have a prospective client named John and he came to me. Uh, this initial screening stage is what I, is where I determine whether I can assist uh, John, the prospective client. As paralegals, we should determine whether the matter is within our scope of permitted practice, whether they are competent to act, whether they complete the task required in a timely manner, and whether there are any conflicts of interest, right? So let's say that I'm a practicing paralegal and I have a prospective client named John. So as soon as uh, John comes to me in this initial screening stage, I should determine whether the matter is 
within my scope of practice, within my permitted scope of practice. Like, can I take this matter? Whether I am competent to act, do I have the skills and the knowledge? Whether I can complete the task required in a timely fashion or in a timely manner, like, can I do this on time, effectively and efficiently? And whether there are any conflicts of interest. So the initial screening, the initial screening should be used to determine how the prospective client John, right? So the initial screening should be used to determine how John heard about, heard about me to assist in marketing efforts. Identify the prospective client John in accordance with the bylaw 7.1 made under the Law Society Act. Assess the prospective client, which is John, demeanor to determine if I as a paralegal can work effectively and cooperatively with John. Evaluate whether there are any conflicts of interest and whether those conflicts can be resolved in accordance with the paralegal rules of conduct and paralegal professional conduct guidelines. Example, by the prospective client, which is John's consent, independent legal advice, etc. This should be done prior to obtaining any confidential information from the prospective client, which is John in this scenario. Explain to the prospective client, John, the confidentiality, privacy, and privilege issues related to the presence of third parties during the paralegal client meetings and and the client sharing of my paralegal's advice with a third party. Confirm that the matter is within the per- permissible scope of practice. As a paralegal, I cannot take on a matter that does not fall within this scope. Consider a task that must be completed to serve John and determine whether the the I as a paralegal has the required level of knowledge, experience, or skill to handle the matter without undue delay, risk, or expense to the client. Confirm that I as a paralegal have time available to meet the deadlines imposed by the prospective client, which is John, and the nature of the matter. Discuss with John the potential cost to take on the matter, John's ability to pay, and my option to withdraw for non-payment of fees in limited circumstances. Evaluate whether John's expectations are achievable. Learn whether John has been assisted pre- previously by another paralegal or a lawyer, and if so, confirm that the former paralegal or lawyer was discharged or has withdrawn, and avoid representing clients whose conduct or objectives are dishonest or unlawful. So these factors will assist me as a paralegal in choosing whether to accept or decline the retainer. As paralegals, we should also be aware of signs that indicate that the prospective client's expectations may be difficult to manage. Prior to agreeing to act for such clients as paralegals, we should ensure that we are willing and able to serve the prospective client despite any difficulties. Information gathered at the screening stage should be recorded in a memo to to the file. A file should be open even if the paralegal does not provide further services to a prospective client after the initial screening. 
So that's it for this stage. I will be coming back to discuss the next stage.